Okay, so it's Saturday the uh, 12th of July. Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday the 12th of July. Yeah, someone's on the ball. Yeah. Uh, uh, Copstick's in Kenya, and therefore I've got Lewis Schaefer doing the Grouchy Club podcast. Always a mistake, I think. Always and, a mistake. And, uh, for, for, She's in Kenya, I'm in a state. Yeah, hey. And for quirky reasons, we decided to do this uh, in, in Blackfriars Station, halfway not, across the River Thames. Above not water. for quirky reasons. It's halfway between uh, me and you, John. I live in South London, and you live in... Uh, Beyond. I didn't like to point out I was better than you living in North London, but there you go. Anyway, yeah. uh, so you're doing a play at the Edinburgh Fringe. I am. How amazing is that? Well, I'm not doing a play. I'm rehearsing for a play. They still have a chance to fire me. Uh, the last play I was in, they fired me. What was the last play you were in? Well, I say that I was in The Odd Couple, but I was in another play. I'm trying to remember what play it was. You can't take it with you now. Uh, uh, I don't remember. But uh, I, was, I had a musical singing role, and uh, I was, they auditioned me for speaking for a regular speaking part and then when I met the guy who was doing the music he um, he fired me and I remember I remember that walk home at night from uh, Great Neck North Senior High School back to my house in Great Neck when I was living in Great Neck and I was crying oh yes so yeah. why do you say you were a nailed couple well because that I, I, I think that was the last one that I did I'm not sure I just I think I think I was 17 years old and I haven't done a play since well, so that's part did you play? Because all, all the men in the old couple are actually quite old, aren't they? Yeah, well, we were high school people. Of course you got to play. You can't just play young people. Oh, it was a school play? It was a school play. It wasn't like a regular play. It was a high school play. It was so in, you decided... I was Roy. If, you wanna, if, you, if you're a nerd out there and you know, you know plays... And then possibly we might hear a loudspeaker announcement. That's part of the quirkiness. I add quirkiness in, in their Blackfriars station. Yeah. So basically, you, the, the school that you were in... Decided to have a play called The Odd Couple. It was they put on the odd couple. Homosexual relationship in in America. I don't think it was. We did. They at the time. I don't think people knew that it was about it was about a gay relationship. And I got the. And maybe it's not even about people being gay in the odd couple, but it could be. Now looking back on it, but I think it's uh, maybe that's why I'm divorced because I was in that play. Maybe it traumatized me for life about marriage. You call this life? Yeah. So, so now you're doing another play. What's this other play that's going to be at the fringe? Other play is called Giant Leap, and it's it's a new play. It's by a guy named Mickey Down and uh, Conrad. Uh, oh, I forget his last name. And uh, oh, we have to check that. And, and directed by Alexander uh, uh, Lass, L-A-S-S. Who's the Al- young kids. Who's Alexander Lass? I don't know who he is. He calls me up and says, "I got a part for you," and uh, I ex- I accepted it. But this is, this is Phil Nichols' company, isn't it, doing this? I think it is. I don't know what Phil Nichols is in fact. Conrad K. Sorry about, about that, Conrad. So basically, only you're, met in, him you're once. in a play by people you don't know, and you've no idea who's producing it. And I didn't even know what the play was when I said yes. I just said yes. I said, I'm going to do it. I don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it. If, they, if they're crazy enough to hire me, I'm going to do it. This is it. And, and they, they're paying you to do it. It's they are actually paying me to do it. They're paying my way up there, and they are... Uh, and they are paying your way back. And they're putting me up. Putting they got a room, yeah. Putting you up what? Putting me up in a room. Yeah. So they're going to hoist me by my own petard. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. No one does. No one does. Like most what is English, a I don't know. Most, like most English phrases, no one knows what they actually mean when you get down to it. Yeah, exactly. It just sounds so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just assume it's a, wick, it's, a, it's a cricket phrase, right? No, it has to be French, surely. Petard. Petard, but either, if they're not French or Shakespeare, it's cricket. Or, or Oscar Wilde. Or Oscar Wilde. Anyway. Uh, uh, so, uh, what's it like? To if you know? laugh, it's Oscar Wilde. Yes, if you, yeah, you're quite right. And if it, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, so, so you've been doing rehearsals for this in Crouch End or something? Yes, it's with Tom Stade, who is... Canadian? Canadian, yeah. but, 
you know something? I look at him and I don't even feel like he's Canadian. You know, I don't. You think I don't, he's better than that? I like him. I like him. So I, yeah, he's better than Canadian. I mean, I personally, I don't mind Canadians, but I just feel sorry for them. They're America light. <laughs> and who else is in it? <laughs> um, and uh, Phil Nickel is in it, and then a couple of other people who uh, I should name their names. A girl named Priscilla Ayane, I think her name is, and another guy, Jeremy, and Jeremy Lloyd, and uh, new guys coming in. It's like it's like it's a proper play. Seventy-five minutes, seventy pages. I'm on sixty pages of the script. I'm in every scene. Well, it, it, they probably have no choice, do they? You just insist on doing it. Well, I'm not going to leave the stage. What, am I going to get off stage? And what's it about? It's, it's humorous. It's ticker-making, is it? I don't know. I can't figure it out. Well, it I can't figure it out. Do it. I, think what, I think what it's about, it's about uh, what would happen if, uh, if uh, you know, of course, the, uh, the astronauts didn't land on the moon. And somebody had to come up with a line that uh, uh, Neil Armstrong said when he stepped out on the moon. But basically, it's a play about Lewis Schaefer. It will be. <laughs> it's not now, but it will be. So, well, this is a very loud, loud speaker. If this doesn't come through in the recording, Apple is even better than I thought it was. Yeah. So you're doing this, and you're doing your... Uh, My one-man show. Daily show, which is yes. called now. It keeps changing its name. It's saying. called Lewis Schaefer's Free Until Fame. Well, so can we say when when my uh, live show is going to... My, my uh, play is going to be? I nah, think no, no one cares. Oh, go no on. One cares. No, what is it? It's the Pleasant's Bunker. Pleasant's Bunker. It's on, I think, at 250 uh, every... Is it 150? Excuse me, 150. <laughs> 150. I don't even know. 150. It's not edited, yeah. 150... Uh, 75 minutes. And it's on pretty much every day at the Edinburgh Festival. And the title is Lewis Schaefer in the Bunker. It's uh, Lewis Schaefer's Giant Leap. Any Holocaust jokes? They'll get in. They'll be in there. Actually, there is. I think there is. <laughs> and you think I'm kidding. There isn't a direct Holocaust joke. But, but there will it, be. There will be. There will be. I think, it's, I think it's a Holocaust of my career. They're going to be hating me. At, they're going to be hating me within one week when they realize that they're going to have to replace me. That long? Yeah, well, they, I mean, okay, how, how are you doing? Because I mean, this is, this is a proper play. You have to have a proper memory, a proper script here. I'm working on it. I'm going to remember it. I've stopped everything that I'm doing to do this, and I'm in a panic, and and uh, I'm quite nervous. And I've just realized that in order for me to be a success, I last year in my play, my one man play, I spoke about failure. Your one man show. My one man show. Yes. I spoke about failure, which was success is not an option. And uh, this year, my my. My show is called Lewis Schaefer is Free Until Famous. Five, five pounds. pounds. What do you think? I'm going to forget the five pounds thing? Five <laughs> hey, pounds. <three. laughs> Whereas it's not free. It is free, but it's still going to cost you five pounds. And this year, last year I spoke about how the reason why I've achieved as much as I've achieved possibly is because I've failed more than anyone has ever failed in comedy. You have to agree with that. Is that true? I have to agree with that. Otherwise, yeah. you'll repeat it. Okay, and then fail even more. Yeah. But this year I'm saying, and it's not just enough to fail, you've got to search for failure. And how, how does, it's like you being uh, gay and English. Well, I was, I'm bad at both. <laughs> uh, but this, this play is, is basically me seeking out, even though the guy came to me, is saying yes to a situation which there is a very high probability of me failing. That's why, if I were anyone, I would want to see this play. It's going to be amazing. But you're no one. 
I'm from no one, okay. But if somebody else were somebody, they would see this play. So I think we established possibly... I wasn't listening to you, John. This might be on something like 150, we're not very sure, but when, when's your actual comedy show, your own show? I think on? it's 5.30, 5.35. So, so you've got like a three-hour turnaround or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll play 75 minutes and then i got to do something else. Well, where's, where's your comedy show? Comedy show's over at uh, the... Um, you prestigious, them, the prestigious. Uh, you forgot, just no the ton. No, I know. Just the ton of community center. I'm losing my mind. I'm not as bright as I used to be, John. You are. This is what happens. Shine forth. I shine forth. What about? That's right. What about third? My mother would have said, "What well, was first? What's wrong with first? Shine first. We're getting into Abbott first, and Costello second. country here. I know you're yeah. always making jokes. You're not funny, John. This is true. <laughs> it's true. This is true. <laughs> is that horrible to say? You try no, to be funny. True. You try to be funny. Yeah, I'm, uh, in print, you're funny. People sometimes laugh at things I say, then they repeat them to other people, and I think this is a bad idea because the other people will know that it was, actually wasn't funny. It just seemed funny at the time. Well, you have, you have a distinctive English style of Ooh, comedy. You bastard. You bastard. It's a very it's Scottish. English. Scottish. Oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot about that. You know what I mean? It's British, whatever that means. You've got a distinctive style of goofy, of goofy double entendre, play on words, irony, all that stuff. All the stuff that really isn't funny. Or irony to an American. I can recognise it. Because in fact, East Coast Americans do have a sense of irony. It's West Coast Americans oh, don't understand it. Oh, do you know it. what? Do you know what? I'm not, we're not getting into that discussion. So I'm, pl- I'm doing my one-man show. It's at the Just a Tonic Grass Market. Which decade is this um, of your appearances at the Fringe? No, this is... Well, I'm still in my, te- my first decade. Well, actually, I, my first show was in 2000, 2000. And I did one show then, and then I came back and I did a show in 2008... 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. This is my... I did six free shows, and this is my second paid show. Yeah. Uh, Lewis is pointing to a girl on a bicycle for some reason. There you go. A girl on a bicycle, apparently chasing the, the, the train. Which is well, it's kind of inappropriate. She's riding a bicycle on the platform. One, one move, one... Wrong move, and she's a goner. All right. You said any of those used to look at people's bottoms. She'll fall into my arms. I was looking at her legs. Oh, right. Uh, but that's probably it. But we've got to go. We've got to go fill this up now, haven't we? We've done ten Nine, minutes. Ten minutes. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, Have we done ten minutes? We've done okay. ten minutes. We've another twenty minutes to go. All right. All right. Why don't you slow so, so, down? So, what was it like? What was it like when you? So, what, what, what changes have you seen in the fringe? That's always a good one, isn't it? What changes I've seen in the Fringe? Well, now there are a lot more shows, obviously. There's always more shows, more shows. They always say there are too many shows, but if there were too many shows, people wouldn't go up there. I think what's changed in the Fringe, basically, is the cost of participation has gone way down. Down? Which, down. Well, it's gone up relative to five years ago, but it's gone down relative to ten years ago. Has it? Yeah, because you don't have to pay, you don't have to pay any of the big venues 2,500 pounds to perform. Yeah, you do. You just don't pay the free venues. But... No, exactly, the free venues. Yeah. That's the thing. So, yes, there are lots of paid shows, but there are also a billion, you know, free shows. Yeah. So, if you want to go to the Fringe, anybody can go to the Fringe, and that's what happens. Anyone can go to the Fringe. And, but why have you stopped uh, being free, you know, your £5 entry? Well, that is a very interesting question, and I forgot the reason. <laughs> I know there must have been a good reason. The reason I've stopped being free is... Yeah. Oh, no, we're just having a chat. That's okay. No, that's great. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. An unusually helpful man on Thames League. Yeah. Extraordinary. That's the second one. This other guy was helpful too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, we, we thought he was giving us a hard time, like maybe security guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was your question? I, I wasn't listening, really. <laughs> that's, that's Lewis Schaefer's line. <laughs>
So how's your action? Well, free. You ask, you ask, why am I doing a paid show this year? Did I? Yes, you did. I'll yeah. answer the question yeah. that people want to know. Yeah. I'm doing a paid show because I just... Uh, I just think that I think I'm worth I don't know why I just wanted to be different and mess it up I wanted to mess it up because I knew I'd been basically doing really well with the free shows would you admit John that I'm like basically very very famous as doing a free show well you assuming people can hear us over this train you are uh, what are you pointing at now I'm pointing out the sparks flying out of the uh, off of the third rail of the train which is the wrong type of of sparks on the track yeah Uh, well, I've absolutely forgot what I was saying there. Why is, is it free? Profes- We're talking about free. It's professional, isn't it? Stop being... Listen to what you should do, John. You should stop trying... And I, listen, I hear you with, with, the, with the, that other one, with Kate. Copstick. Kate, Kate Copstick. Never call her and Kate. You, never call her Kate. Copstick. Yeah, yeah. And I, I hear you with Copstick, and she's always... You and her are trying to outspeed talk each other. You, one, of, one of us needs to decide who's going to speak slowly. And it should be you. Because... Because you're not the comedian. You should try to make me seem like I'm the funny one, an alert one, and a live one. So that should be the Ernie Wise. Whoever that is, yeah. Welcome and Wise. Yeah, okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, is that what he used to speak slowly? One person speaks slow, the other one's person speaks fast. You can be the Ollie, and I can be the... Uh, Ollie? Hardy. Ah. Uh-huh. No, the Ollie and Harriet. The Ollie and... Uh, I can be the fat one. Yeah. You're being, you're being. Just relax. Everything's fine. Why am I doing a free show? Why do you think I'm doing a free show? Can I just breathe. <sighs> why, are you, why do you think I'm doing a free show? And, and do you think it's the right move? Because I always ask well, you your opinion. Why do I think you're doing a free show? Well, I think we've established you're not. Right. Why am I not doing? Sorry. <laughs> what kind of? Show? I've lost it. Why am I? Why am I doing a paid show, John? And uh, do you think it's going to work out for the best? I think it'll work out. You get a fiver. I'll get a fiver. But do you think enough people will come? Because well, only think... one person has to come for you to get a fiver. Right. But do you think enough people will come to match the amount of money I made from the other from last year's show? Uh, are you going? Are, are we allowed to ask how much money you made from last year's show? No, yeah. no, no, I do. No, I report everything because I'm an illegal. I'm an illegal immigrant. I'm an immigrant, and I'm quite honest and scrupulous with my taxes. I made about two pounds a person, two pounds thirty a person, for that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And wow, is that okay? Or do you think it's okay? Yeah, well, I think I think people used to make about three pounds when the free fringe started. Free fringe, God, yeah. God Almighty, when the free shows started off at the fringe. I just made up that number two pounds because I wanted the inland revenue not to think I was doing better. <laughs> but I think it's gone down slightly. I'm not even joking. Did you hear the story about uh, Steve Rubell, no. where he joked about how much money he was making at Studio Fifty Four? Yeah. He was on a radio a t- television program. And he joked about it, and then they, then they investigated him and put him in jail. The Inland Revenue, not the Inland, yeah. the IRS. Now, you've been very quiet about you doing a, a tour of Britain, which is terribly successful. But you've been it going... is very successful. <laughs> How many venues have you been? I've done 45 venues, and I've done about 20 so far, and I've got another 20 to go, and I'm going uh, this is off over to... over the course of a year, isn't it? I'm going to Darlington and South Shields and uh, Guildford and Exmouth, and uh, I was going to York, but that's been cancelled because I need the rehearsal time. And these are all art centres? Art centres and theatres, yeah. And you did it all yourself? I, I don't want to say what I did. I organised myself. I'm not saying it's, it's very hard to do. It was one of the hardest yeah, things I've yeah, ever done. Yeah. And I'm, it, to be honest with you, I was so proud of myself after I did it. I basically did bugger all, if I can use that English term, for the next six months. Or at least five months. And, uh, but people uh, have been coming, haven't they? And it's a free, it's, it, must, it's, it must be the first time people have done free shows in art centres, isn't it? 
yeah. the free principle. I think it is the first time. How do you persuade the art centres to have a free show because they're not getting a split at the box office? <sighs> well, sometimes uh, they do, no, they don't. Uh, what? I don't know why they're doing it. I think they're doing it because it just sounds like fun. They know, they've seen me, and they know that, that no other comedian could do something like this, I think. No other comedian is as... as, as desperate. As desperate to do it. That's true. No other comedian is as good as I am who could pull it off, and, ver- and no other comedian is as bad as I am to charge nothing for it. And they're getting the bar. And they get the bar. At the bar. What do we have to discuss my business in front of these people? There are no people. <laughs> no, I made, I think, I hope to do better this year Than with a free year. show. And you know something, if I get only one person per buying a ticket to my show, I, I tell you what I've, what I've realized with that. I have nothing against the free shows, but, but, I'm just a bit, what, I don't know, I don't want to say <coughs> bad things. I just wanted to try for something else. Free shows are good. You're going to see some great things. <coughs> you're going to see some great things. Well, I think the play idea is great because, I mean, the trouble with you is you're not really a television person because you're not gag, 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 which is what they want. They want like one and a half minute gags. Right. I mean, you're, you're a, not, not a storyteller, but you're, you're a long form person. And therefore, as a stand up, you're not really a television person. But, uh, but, well, but I mean, you should really be a, a commentator on documentaries, a social commentator, I think. But if you can get get into plays and things like that. Yeah, but I don't... I See, I don't understand why you're saying that. The other thing that you said, <coughs> which not, is... You're not a TV stand-up. Is, is that Cannon Street Station there, the two towers? I, see, I don't say Twin Towers. It'll just encourage yeah, people. I said two towers. Yeah, it is, it two. is. Okay, beautiful. Yeah. We're... It's a most amazing view here. This is perhaps the most beautiful station because it relies not on <coughs> architecture, but the city. We're, like, surrounded by glass and we look out over the Thames... At London, it's just spectacular. Okay, go on. Um, you avoided that question. No, I could do. Listen, if you put me on TV for five minutes, I would do an interesting five minutes. But I think uh, what I do is because I'm a, I'm not a storyteller. There is a story in my show. My show is a story. Um, it is about a guy who is, who is struggling, but also somewhat successful. What happens if you're a vast success? Your shtick's gone. I'll be a guy who's dealing with a... I'll never be a vast success. You could be. I don't think I could be, no. I never will be. I'm not worried about it. I, in order for me to... First of all, I'm in the wrong country to be a, wrong, a vast success. Because? Because there's a certain, there's a certain glass limit, whatever, glass ceiling that, that foreigners have in this country who are Americans. And perhaps Canadians as well, you know. I mean, there's a limit to it. Kermit, um, Kermit the Frog did well. Uh, because he was green. Uh, and he was an ethnic minority. <laughs> Is that funny? I made that up myself. 